Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, we're getting our guns cocked for Tarleton State as they head to town. We get set for the Texans, including lowbrow toiletry puns. We also discuss Texas Tech quarterback freedom at the line of scrimmage. Next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks as always to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts always free and available. And today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, helping you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free today at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College to post your job for free terms and conditions apply with the only chris level i'm casey cowan and well chris one day away from another kickoff back at jones stadium with a chance to pick up the first win of the season oh and two sit the red raiders not the way you wanted it to go but obviously two big tests and hoping that you've been able to benefit as a football team as a result of what you've experienced in the first two weeks but chris fresh off of his thursday night conversation with red raider head coach joey mcguire and chris i'm sure he's just coming in down in the dumps, the daubers just dragging and just moping around, right? What kind of mood did you find Coach McGuire in? Not sure if I will ever see that from him, which is the the beauty of him. But yeah, no, it was a it was a, a good time with him. Uh, I, I think that, you know, they they are obviously they've had a good week. I, I think what Joey would talked a lot about, you know, from a football standpoint, we talked about a lot of other things because it's a it's a sold out game. Um, you, you've got throwback uniforms that you will wear. Uh, you've got recruits in town um, and, and you, you you need to get a win. And this is a game while, you know, and, and again, I know your feelings on it, but from a fan's perspective, it's not doesn't create the, the, the juice and all those things like, like that an organ does, yeah. but for a coach and a staff that they, they can potentially get a lot of young players in this game, not just because the, the game could maybe go their way, but it's another non-conference game uh, that I think that they're kind of beat up a little bit and then they'll, they'll be able to get some, some guys in the game that just have valuable reps, you know, I mean, cause we don't know. I mean, look at all those guys on defense that left the game last week. I mean, you know, Tyler Owens at data Ray, um, you know, and then you're, you're with obviously without, uh, you know, Jacob Rodriguez. Uh, I think, you know, you're without due to banks, but there's a, there's a whole host of guys on there. I could keep going. Uh, but, and so it allows some of those freshmen maybe to, to start, to play, to get meaningful reps and all that stuff. But I think what Joey was big on last night is talking about his team is that, you know, and, and I think he learned it when they, when he was on that Baylor staff and they went through in a one eleven season. Um, is that we can show our kids why we are losing. It's not because we're not good enough. It's not because, you know, even that you played bad. It's because there's a few things that you're doing wrong uh, that, you know, it points to it. And some of that is, you know, not executing on certain in certain situations, you know, the, the, the turnover issue. But they go over that all the time. And so we talk a lot about that plan to win, which it's a formula. And there's a lot of things that, that are factored into it, you know, that he will tell you if you win four of seven or five of seven of these various categories, you're going to win the game. 
And, um, and, and so, but yeah, so I think that he's got an old mature team that, that can clearly see we got to be better in, in these certain things. One of them is obviously turnovers, but he also makes sure to point out, you know, when, when you lose a turnover battle and you're minus four, yeah, I can go talk to the offense and say, quit turning the ball over. But it's also because our defense isn't taking it away because it's twofold. You know, and, and maybe yeah, if, if we if we create a few more, that that gap is not you know near as wide, and we need to stop turning the ball over, obviously on offense. So anyway, it's it's always fun and kind of an education to get through because he always has a a reason why for everything. You may not agree with it. People that are watch this may, I can't believe you went for the two points. Then I can't believe you went for it on fourth and two. But he always has a reason why, and he believes in it, and he's not wavering from it uh, at all, and he's in a good mood about things and about his team so it, it, it's kind of refreshing when you get around him and and all that we also talked to Bryce Ramirez too on the show uh, and I mean I, he, he he tells me he wants to get into coaching with to which I say I think I looked over at Tim DeRuder in the in this in the it was sitting in the audience uh and I said man coach you, you want to give him some better advice because the, the coaching industry can be maddening at times for a young person but what what a refreshing you know, young man that that dude is. And I mean, if he wants to coach, I hope that he has a spot in that, on that Texas tech staff uh, for years to come at when he's done playing, because uh, that, that is one, you know, mature beyond his years. Cool cat right there, man. This kind of week can really be challenging for a team in some different varieties, Chris, because you are coming off of uh, a big emotional stage and it's not going to be the same Saturday. I hope there's some, energy just as a result of all of us being glad to be back at the Jones, uh, just enjoying college football on a Saturday, but it's not going to be the same and it's going to require some self-starting, right? I mean, you're going to have to to dig a little bit and, and really meet a standard that maybe is going to require more from you uh, or at least some different things than, than it's required in the previous two weeks. And I think you are going to have to rely on some of that uh, older seasoning there, some of those veteran leaders to get a team through a week like this, because the last thing you want is for it to actually be interesting. Because if there's mm -hmm. anything interesting, it's probably not going to mean good things for the Red Raiders. So taking care of business early, stretching your legs as far as the lead. And then, yeah, hopefully seeing some guys uh, maybe we haven't seen often yet, you know, get some reps in would be plan A. That, that would be the dream scenario. But obviously the guys on the other sideline have something to do with it, Chris, and they have something to say about it. And I'm curious, as we haven't spent a lot of time on Tarleton here this week for aforementioned reasons, uh, what we expect the game to look like. But they got some things they like to do. What have you noticed and what you've gathered so far about the people in purple as far as likes, dislikes, interests, hobbies, habits? What are we going to see from them? First, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And these days, every new hire can feel like a huge gamble. And we're talking about your livelihood or your business. That's not ideal, but never fear. That's where LinkedIn comes in to save the day by helping you find the best qualified candidates available fast and for free, all on one easy to use and secure platform. So head on over right now to linkedin.com slash locked on college to take advantage of their simple but specific targeting tools, allowing you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to consider. They go well beyond just resume data by using insights from your job posts and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates faster than anybody else. So go to linkedin.com slash locked on college today 
to identify the most qualified candidates and connect with them fast and for free. A bad hire could sink your ship, but just the right hire could take your business to new heights this year. And that's just one reason why it's no coincidence that small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So head on over right now to linkedin.com slash locked on college and post your job for free today. It's so easy. A Pac-12 commissioner could do it at linkedin.com slash locked on college to post that job for free today with LinkedIn jobs. Terms and conditions apply. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What have you noticed and what you've gathered so far about the people in purple as far as likes, dislikes, interests, hobbies, habits? What are we going to see from them? We're going to talk scheme and then we're going to talk about the purple poo. Just just follow me. Is this related um, to a sewer malfunction last night during the storm? <laughs> It's a wild no, night in Lubbock, so I, I don't even know I, what's going on out there. I, 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 yeah, exactly. It sure was. It sure Hopefully, was. nobody's got a limb through their skylight today. But, I know. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Would not, would not uh, be good. Okay. So schemat- <laughs> schematically, this is a the, the OC uh, for Coach Witten um, has spent a lot of time with Hal Mummy and with Mike Leach. Uh, he's worked at um, Washington State and Mississippi State with Mike. I think way back in the two thousands, he worked at. New Mexico State and McMurray with Hal Mummy. There's a lot of air raid principles here. Uh, so that's kind of what to expect from them schematically uh, on, on offense. And they've scored 50-plus in each of their two games. What is interesting to note about their first two games, though, is that they trailed both games at halftime and then would go on to blow the the you know McNeese and I think it was North Alabama out in the second half. They've outscored teams 70-20. to 20 in the second half. So no they're dish. not perfect. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're not perfect, but, um, and they've turned it over some and all those things. But again, you expect, and Joey said that on the show, expect six to eight deep shots, like just out of principle, they're going to just snap it and <laughs> throw it, you know? And so, you know, with that, you, you, do you play softer coverage? Do, do you, so you don't get beat over the top? Do you jam them at the line of scrimmage? Do you, you know, there's, there's various uh, cat and mouse games that you'll play, I think with the secondary there, but that's, you know, and they run a ton of RPO stuff. You know, if you watch them, the, that's that's the also the difference I think between uh, between Mike's okay. uh, offense and everything like that. So, and then it, it's it's funny because as far as this Tarleton goes, I didn't I don't know. It's in Stephenville. I don't know a ton of about Tarleton. Uh, doing a little research. One, their head coach, he GA'd here for Spike uh, back in eighty eight eighty nine, and actually worked with Dick Winder on Spike's staff which is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think, and, and he raves about his, his year or two with spike. And I think that that pleases you when you hear those things like that. In fact, I think his comment was, I wish everybody who was in the coaching industry could work for somebody like spike bags for a couple of years before they get going to see how to treat people. So that's, that's what you want to know about, about Todd Witten, huh. but the Tarleton part of the A&M system 
you can't walk on the grass at Tarleton. Um, they are the Texans. But one of the things that Coach Witten talked about that was unique to his school that I had no idea existed. There's YouTube videos out there and all those things, but it's one of the oldest spirit organizations in existence. They call themselves the Purple Poo. It, it, It consists of, I think, 10 to 12 males and 10 to 12 females on campus. And, 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 and the fascinating thing is nobody knows who they are. They wear masks. They wear masks whenever they appear at events. And I think that you could expect to see some of them at the, at the game okay. up in what I would guess would be the Northwest section. But nobody knows who they are. They are completely covered and all these things. And, and, and they, you're not allowed to reveal who you are until after you graduate. Um, but Coach Witten would talk. He's like, he goes, like, my deep snapper was one of these guys. I didn't even know that he was a, a member of it because they, it's supposed to be secret. And it's it has to do with uh, like the, the founder, John Tarleton, and like there was a pet duck that followed the guy around. And so they yell out Oscar P, which was the name of the duck. I don't know, man. I'm just telling you. But there sounds like some Aggie. It's big in Tarleton. Right here. It's big yeah. in Stephenville. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to make sure that I, cause I, I, I thought it was kind of fascinating, but yeah, I thought the name was fascinating that the fact you don't know who they are, but anyway, I've been learning about Tarleton some this week too, but yeah, coach Witten seems like a good dude. And, um, they're, they're, they're what I would term a good FCS team. They've had six winning seasons in a row. They just win there. They've been dumping a ton of money into facilities. They renovated a, or opened up a brand new stadium, I think, in 2017. Have a brand new indoor that I think they spent some like 45 million on. So I mean, they're dumping some serious money into into the, the, the football <laughs> athletics in general at Tarleton. So. How many more toilet analogies can we work into this five minutes? <laughs> I mean, this has oh, been a lot of fun. Yeah, dumping. Yeah, I like it. Okay. <laughs> My brain yeah. is not right. No one should think I, I deserve way. that. I, I, um, yeah. I'm getting like Green Man vibes as you're Green Man vibes as you're describing the purple. Do you know Green Man? You familiar with Charlie Kelly? I mean, a mask is cool, but I'd like to see that full body latex suit. You know, I like got you. Green Man. They are so completely covered. Yeah, yeah. Maybe an and, idea. We'll be on the They even out. have, they even like, if you want an autograph, they all have Sharpies. Like each one of the members, like there's a symbol. So like they sign some symbol that's like who they are, okay. but because you can't, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just telling you, man. Be on the lookout, guys. You, you, you don't get this kind of stuff anywhere, man. I'm just trying to tell you. I'm trying to bring bring some. This is the pageantry. That's what I'm saying. This is man. the poo pageantry we're yes. here for as yes. college football fans. I get it, and something new to add to the Jones Stadium experience. Yeah, and LED you know what? Lights and whatnot. Sure, but purple poo this week. Because Tarleton's a, it's 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 like you think Cowboys, the the, the, the mascots, the Texans, right? The other connection is Koy Aiken, who we talked about on this show. He should be back in the next week or two. His dad, the rodeo coach. Is Tarleton, that right? And they've won some championships. It's a big-time rodeo program, as you would think. Sure. And Koy Aiken actually, I think, helped the old Red Raiders win the rodeo bowl at the Texas Bowl just this past, what, December over Ole Miss. Showed off his roping skills and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, Koy Aiken, fresh out of Stephenville, Texas. But, yeah, his dad uh, his dad coaches the uh, the old rodeo team there uh, at Tarleton. So there's another tech and Tarleton connection. How about it? Six degrees of Stephenville separation. And where would you get this other 
than locked on Texas Tech as Chris Level connects these dots. And what a way to segue as we step into the rodeo (laughs) arena into this week's Equine grading scale. The masked rider made its first run of the season. Chris, I could have forgotten about this, even though I promised it last Friday. I could have forgotten about this this week. But there are people in the YouTube comments that want it. They're begging for it. They want to know what it was like down on the field. Now, from the stands, we had a consistent little trot. But it did just kind of seem like a little trot. Wasn't reins in the teeth, double guns up just yet. But it's the opener. So I don't know what we're going to see this year. I'm giving it a solid B plus Chris, uh, how'd you feel about the interaction with the mass rider for the first time this season? Entrance was great. Mid game, bit skittish. With kind of freaked out. It kind of freaked out a little bit. Uh, oh. I think that horse was. Yeah, I mean, I, I kept looking at its ears, going, "Okay, we're we're okay. Okay, Look we're not okay. Right? It's right. That's right. I mean, it's always a dead giveaway. It's funny you bring this up. I will." I, Stuff you can't get uh, anywhere, although anywhere I think you can probably get it. Uh, you can probably get it at plenty of places. This weekend will be the 70th anniversary celebration of the Mast Rider program. I believe, wow. which debuted in 1953 at the Gator Bowl. Is this Joe Kirk Fulton? Is that I, the original? Well, I think they're going to have 48 on hand former Mast Riders. Wow. How about that? Will they so all we can, be mounted at the same time? Can we get 48 we, horses? <laughs> we, we'll need to get a grade from all wow. of them about the okay. current uh, yeah, horses' performance I, uh, maybe next week. But, yeah, so just uh, kind of one of those pomp and circumstance things uh, there you go. that I thought was pretty cool about this coming up weekend. And it's funny you mentioned that because, yeah, we, we're all about the the antics. And, and it's one of the – let's be honest. It's one of the greatest traditions in college football, man. Oh, absolutely. When, when, that, when, that, when that black horse comes running down that field, man, and your team's yeah. running, there's smoke going everywhere, and yeah. it's just chaos. I mean, it, it, it inject it right into my veins, man. That's as good as we – that's as good as it gets for an American. We like to see animals <laughs> run at sports stadiums. Ralphie, the masked rider, I'm signing up for all of them every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I don't. Was it the LED? Does the horse have a history of epilepsy? Because maybe it was the. We should have checked the horse for that with the LED lighting. I don't know. But uh, best of luck this week. And that's an amazing tidbit. Again, something you can't get anywhere else. We don't even know if you want it, but you're getting it here on Locked On Texas Tech. Forty eight previous masked riders, and I think Joe Kirk Fulton was the original. If not, he's the most legendary. I think that's who the statue is of that has been removed actually from the south okay. lobby and is going to be in the new facility in some way shape or form but shout out to joe kirk and the fulton family and a shout out to the mass riders and i ain't kidding if we can get 48 black horses saddled up and ready to roll at kickoff what a scene that would be let's get them all (laughs) saddled and spurred boys and girls just a free idea for you out there okay on the other side let's get back to some texas tech ideas on the field we're going to hear from offensive coordinator zach kitley want to talk about, again, back to the idea zone, decision-making ability for a quarterback at the line of scrimmage. There is leeway there for Tyler Shuck. Coach Kitley talked about that heading into week three. want to get your take on it, Chris. And also, some new offensive impact from one of the biggest mismatches that Tech has anywhere on the roster was felt against Oregon. Will we see it again coming up against Tarleton? We'll get to it next on Locked On Texas Tech. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And the NFL season is on and popping, and the only place to be in the center of all the action is with America's number one sports book. And right now, 
New FanDuel customers can bet five bucks and get 200 bucks in bonus bets back guaranteed. But there's more. All customers, new or old, who bet $5 are going to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Translation right now is the best time to join FanDuel by downloading their safe, secure, and easy-to-use app where you can bet on anything and everything. And when you're a winner, you're always paid instantly with FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on on and take advantage of their NFL kickoff offer that you can't afford to miss from FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech a part of your day whenever, wherever, however you're making it happen. We appreciate it. And apologies for the delay in launch today. Locked On Texas Tech by Candlelight was going to be the only other option uh, early this morning. So we waited to get powered up. And uh, back at it here. So thanks for uh, hanging around and waiting for us a little bit. Bit later. of a storm rolled in the middle of the night. It did some damage. We hope everybody's still sheltered, roofed, or whatever you yeah. need to be yeah. after uh, a wild time in the big city last night. Let's get to uh, what's going down in the big city tomorrow night. Chris Tech and Tarleton. It's week three. Tech looking for their first win. And I want to get to Red Raider offensive coordinator Zach Kitley on a couple of different things. But first, specifically on the quarterback. Of course, a lot of questions surrounding the quarterback whenever you're not getting wins, fair or unfair. We've already covered that territory here this week. But one of the interesting angles for a Texas Tech quarterback hasn't always been this way, but we've kind of gotten used to this, I would say, in some recent offensive administrations, is to have decision-making ability at the line of scrimmage. And so sometimes if a play isn't going well, or sometimes if the play does go well, before even talking about the OC, you got to wonder, is that a call from the guy under the helmet? And I want to take a listen to Zach Kitley here talking about some of what we saw last week that was successful and some of that being attributed to Tyler Shuck decision-making pre-snap at the line of scrimmage. Let's see what you think. Here is offensive coordinator Zach Kitley. I mean, I think when you actually go back and look at it, Tyler made some great checks throughout the game. Uh, I mean, we had he had a couple big run checks there where Taj actually took off and made some, some big gains, and he did, he did check out of a few runs as well. Uh, into some pass plays, but you know the big run that we had down our sideline for for 30 plus yards that was a call by Tyler. Uh, we had another big one that was called by Tyler down the opposing sideline. We got a holding penalty on, um, so Matt, that's one of Tyler's strengths. And so you never want to take a, a strength away from a player. Um, again, he's one of the smartest guys I've been around. He understands run boxes, understands the count, understands the front. So he's going to be able to get us in a good run. So that's definitely not something I want to take away from him. And I think, obviously, Zach working with uh, Mahomes uh, back around here was exceptional at this. I think, obviously, with Bailey Zappi, and I think he feels like Tyler is really good at this, too. Not every quarterback is going to get carte blanche. I think you kind of have to earn that uh, right. But this is what Zach wants to work towards with, with players. That's why, you know, when you talk about quarterbacks, man, it's like they, they – they, you know, and you think about Jake Strong or or Barron or or Will Hammond and some of these next guys in the wave. They're recruiting their their mind for the game as much as their their measurables and the ability to throw the football and all those things because you put a lot on that position. And and when that that player understands certain things, then it it just gives you you know some advantages and. I think he absolutely trusts Tyler because Tyler's, Tyler is up there studying all the time. I mean, he's like – and that's why NFL teams love him. And I know people watch this and they have an opinion of Tyler Shuck. I mean, you, your opinion would be different than a lot of NFL teams because of what they talk 
to him about and what they get back from him. And it doesn't hurt when you're 6'3", 240, you know. And, and so, yeah, there's a lot of – he's managing the situation. He's given freedom to like, okay, light box, heavy box. Okay, if they're in a light box, we can run these plays. If they're in a heavy box, we're going to go to these plays. And I think you heard Zach say he only had seven QB runs like that he called. And I think what did uh, Tyler have, 23 carries? And some of those are scrambles. So it's not not, but I mean, he, I think he checks into about seven or eight more because he sees an advantage there. Uh, I think he checked into some things, uh, you know, for for Taj as well. And again, every check is not perfect, or you wish that, you know. I mean, but I, I think it, that this is the way that they want the offense to run here is where the quarterback has some freedom and players like that about wanting to come play in it yeah. because you feel like you've kind of it's like it's like playing a video game with your buddy holding a joystick. You know, like, hey, man, we're, we're doing really good here, but you have zero control over it um, well, with, with the controller. And so they feel like they've got some control, but you have to earn that right. You know, it's not just given, you know, and I think that's, you know, it's like, a, here's the play call. OK, run that or, or here, here's maybe one other option that you have. But I think that, the you know, Tyler's given a lot of options and he's earned it uh, based on his ability to identify what the defense is doing and, and all those things. But uh, there was a reason why you were so successful last week running the football um, what, whether it was Taj or, or, or Tyler himself, because that's what they were giving you and that's what they're taught. Take what they give you and, and keep taking it. And then when they take that away, they're going to give you something else. Go take that. Yeah, gotcha. Man, one of the options that we saw come to fruition, we've talked about it, we've hoped for it, but we actually saw it last time around was some tight end impact, which was a sight for sore eyes and would love to see that continue to bubble up this week and beyond. Let's take another listen to offensive coordinator, Zach Kitley talking about really as far as measurables, Chris, arguably as big of a position group mismatch for the opponent as there is on the roster for Tech when you talk about Tharp or Cup. Here is Zach Kitley on those tight ends. Those guys are always uh, a priority in our in our passing concepts. Uh, this week it just so happened to go to them a little bit. Uh, you know, we had a couple schematic plays there, you know, like the touchdown that Mason had in the red zone. We wanted to put him out there one-on-one -on -one against a smaller DB um, and then, you know, again, we had a couple of those deep crossing over patterns that we caught by him and, uh, you know, the, the stick route we caught there in the red zone where he just kind of barrels forward and gets you an extra five or six yards. But, uh, you know, those guys are those guys are mismatches and love to get them the football. Uh, again, we got to get those guys open and, and, and have them in our progressions in the right time and quarterback to be on be on time and on target with those guys. Chris, you think it was more matchup oriented with Oregon or maybe something we can continue to see uh, make an impact? It, it's going to be – I just think it, it it sets up in some weeks, you know, to where this is an advantage for you, and then in other weeks it's not as much, you know. Uh, yeah. But they, they always go in. I just – I always just find it funny. It's like throw it to the tight end more, throw it to the tight end more and all that stuff. And, and it's like, okay, it's like run the ball more. Well, do you, do, do you want to run it more when there's like eight dudes like at the line of scrimmage? Is that smart? Well, if, if they – if they've got really good linebackers and defensive ends and things like that that aren't that are going to be able to cover those guys, why would you say we got to throw it to that? And what are we doing? I mean, you know, but yeah. but when when there's advantages there, you're going to absolutely take them, um, absolutely. And I thought Mason is a guy that is a weapon, 
Um, and there's been times when you've thrown it to these guys and they just haven't been able to make right. contested catches and, and things like that. But I hope they do continue to look for him, but only if it makes sense. I mean, Jaden, you know, so you've had tight ends catch a touchdown pass in each of the first two games, and I don't That's see that right. changing. I mean, Jaden York is going to continue to play. He's the one that blocked the punt last week. He's a really good football player. Uh, you're still kind of waiting for Baylor Cup to get on track, but uh, I think uh, I think Mason is a is a night and Joey has said this repeatedly. He had one of the best camps in, in all of, of, of August of anybody. Um, this is a guy that missed all off season as they were trying to just get him fresher and healed up and, and all those things. And I think that's benefited him. But not a nicer kid on the team, man, than, than, than Mason Tharp. Um, and he's an enormous individual. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, it's uh, and he's a he's a dove hunter too. I think we talked about that last <laughs> yeah. week. He, he can knock him down. Um, man, but I, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, but I I think that these guys – and, again, we don't always – shouldn't judge them by catches. Sure. You know, they are doing a lot of things in the run game. They do a lot of dirty work. They're asked to do a lot of those things, and that's how Josh Cochran uh, judges them. It's not looking at the box score, how many targets, catches, yards, and all that. They're, 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 they're trying to get those guys the football, but it just makes more sense in some weeks than others. Yeah, and I got to get used to including uh, York on that tight end radar because yeah. he made a great grab in week one. It seemed like – if you paid attention through fall camp, his name was being mentioned over and over, whether it was sometimes by the coaches or even if you would watch uh, some of those like cinematic videos where you could hear the teammates and who they were hyping up or getting after whatever. And like York, I heard being mentioned over and over uh, by some of his teammates. And you just got to love a man that'll catch a ball for a TD and then go block a punt the next week. That's just a football player. And you got the baddest double tough dude to ever exist. Uh, that wore red and black in EJ Hollips. So uh, York is following in a proud tradition there. I'd love to see that continue. One of those utility men uh, there on the field on Saturday, just like Chris Level. He's doing it all, all week and on game day. Chris, I know you got another busy day coming up. So appreciate the time once again. Enjoyed it, man. And enjoy Jones Stadium once again tomorrow night. Keep hope alive, people. Enjoy it. Sold out crowd. Uh, you know, get there early and, and all those things. But uh, hopefully the Red Raiders get uh, get a dub and we can start talking conference play next week. But uh, enjoyed it, Cowan. Be good. That would be nice to explore the other side of the win-loss <laughs> column. Uh, yes. I'm looking forward to that possibility on Monday. You never know, though. We'll be here to discuss it for better or worse. For Chris, I'm Casey. Hope you're subscribed on YouTube so you never miss an episode there or anywhere you get podcasts. We'll see you for the next round on Locked on Texas Tech.